Hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hey. We are back again for another POV podcast. Pod. We are going to share our point of view on different topics that relate to young adults and faith. Young adults, college, and faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we are doing things a little different today. Mm-hmm. Um, Please share. Yeah. We have our first special guest. Oh, wow. my gosh. I love how it sounded like y'all planned that, but you didn't. We really didn't. <laughs> no, we didn't. I promise, guys. I promise. Um, introduce yourself. Hi, guys. Um, thank you, podcasters, for <laughs> having me. I'm Christina. I am a roommate as well to these two. I know they've said that they're roommates. Yes. Yeah. Um, and we have gone to the same college ministry, and that's how we know each other. And so... Yeah. So, let me preface. Christina and I met four years ago, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, she was my first friend in college, and we still live with each other, and... Still friends. Still friends. That's too. And yeah, they I'm, were freshman roommates, yeah. so they, like, it was just them two in their dorm. And it was awesome. It yeah. was so lit. But then COVID happened, and then we got separated. And that was sad. That was sad. Because I finally had, like, my college best friends, right. and then we were like, nope. Yeah. Dang. That That's is tough. rough. And then I met them, or I met Christina freshman year. We were in the same, like, girl friend group, and so we met through that, and then the girlfriend group decided to all live together in, like, two different apartments, and I ended up in... The apartment with these two, and, and that's... God knew what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. he said, "Bada bing, bada boom, Mr. Yeah. Robot, when it's up in a room." We... <laughs> he didn't say that. Okay, fun fact about Maddie, really quick. Maddie oh, loves no. Pitbull. I do, and it's really odd true. to me, but it is something that is a part of her that I have to love. So I thought you were going to mention that I dressed up as Pitbull. Oh, that too. <laughs> that is another thing, but that's okay. That's another podcast. Yeah, another podcast for another day. But our friend Tina is an introvert, and so we've gotten to be in a college ministry with her, her being an introvert, Kayla and I kind of being more extroverts than she is, and just getting to talk about what that's like, and so we just want kind of want to get her POV of what it's like to be an introvert in a college ministry. Yeah, also we will refer to her almost exclusively as Tina. Yeah, um, for sure. So just know that there's not two people in the podcast studio, there is one. <laughs> we just have a very consistent nickname yeah. for her. Um, also, before we move on, we gotta do our little mug of the podcast. Mug, mog. Mog and pop. It would be pop. It would be mop. Mug oh, of the podcast. true, true, true. That's good. Yeah, yeah. We gotta do our little mop moment. Um, so everybody share. Who wants to go first? Tina. Tina, the special guest, has to go first. Aw, thanks, guys. Okay, so my mug is, like, a pretty white with, like, a brown base. You know those Mm -hmm. mugs that, like, have a different color at the very bottom? I think those are so aesthetic. Right. But it has plants on it. It's really cute. And Tina, like, loves plants. She does. I do. I really need to get more plants, because, unfortunately, I don't have the biggest green thumb, and so I have killed cactuses (laughs) so that's pretty embarrassing (laughs) apparently it is they didn't they didn't like it when we moved from the apartment to the house oh yeah Mm. they kind of fell out of their pots and didn't make it back in so so, you know maybe i have a hidden green thumb in there somewhere but this mug is very aesthetic it's the aesthetic that i wish that i you you aspire to be yeah that is yes same with my mug um, it's two donuts stock- stacked on top of each other, and this is what I aspire to be as well. Um, <laughs> don't ask me why, I just... I, so, here's the thing. 
I like donuts, but I don't eat them because I feel like actual garbage after it. That's interesting. And anytime it's served, this is a hot take. Maybe not. It, donut is a dessert. And it's no. not a breakfast item. It's just not. Why so would I, I be agree. waking up at 8 a.m. eating the sugar? Why and would that? you eat a donut after your nice dinner meal? Mmm, yummy. <laughs> I think I it's like know. a midday dessert is what it oh, should Oh, that's good. It's okay, like, I agree carries with that. you through like the 3 p.m. slump. Okay. But I agree. Maybe I can't, I can't yeah. do the sugar in the morning. It's just too much. I also don't like breakfast in the morning, so. Yeah, I'm not a big breakfast girl either. Yeah. But my mug has like tropical and citrus fruits all over it, and it's like blue. I really liked it because I was in this little like tropical phase when we first started living together. Our really house were. is kind of tropical themed, and we've been trying to slowly move away from that. Get rid of the tropical. Yeah, but in the like inside, it says "squeeze the day" like a little cute little Target mug would. So yeah, so true. Also, before we move on from the mugs, I would like to say that Tina has been gatekeeping her mug from us. I know um, she because really has. it's so cute. <laughs> so. I did tell them that I had been keeping it in my room um, for the last year, so no one has used yeah, it. Yeah, and we've never seen it. It's This mug is a special guest as well. That is so true. And yeah. shout out to my sister, because she got it for me. Oh, so. cute. Oh, love, love that. that girl. Okay, so kind of starting off the podcast with talking about introverts, what was your first impression when you walked into our college ministry? How did you feel? I felt... And honestly, the first thing I remember was when we went to the welcome event. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what I think of when right. I think of our college ministry. And I just think of the amount of people and how everyone seemed to know each other or have so much energy. And I was like, I'm just going to stand in the nine square. That's what it's called. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. The nine square line. And if someone wants to talk to me, that's okay. And if not, um, this is how I'm participating in this event. <laughs> right. I can't stand here and try to talk to somebody because this is too overwhelming. Yeah. So, that shows the introvert in me, for sure. Mm -hmm. But it was also like, okay, I'm trying to get to know people, so I want to be here as well. So, right. kind of a balance in that. Did you find it intimidating when, like, people were screaming or jumping or kind of, I don't know, doing, you know, when you think of camp people, that's kind of the vibe I'm coming off as, like, or trying to get to? <laughs> I don't feel like there was a lot of that that I remember when I first started going to our Tuesday nights. Mm, yeah. I, I honestly remember that more later on, probably my sophomore year, when leaders or the door holders decided, hey, we'll make it super fun people walk in and we'll like get super hype and make people high five or walk through my door and I'll walk through. That really intimidated me. Like, yeah, and I was the leader at that point. So that's, that's the type of like chaotic energy that I don't think personally <laughs> should, like, don't be vibing with. The, yeah, yeah. it shouldn't be like the first thing you see because I would want to walk away I would go in the side door as a leader because I didn't mm. like that and so I don't that didn't like intimidate me my freshman year right but later on it did hmm. so I do that's think like yeah. yeah that's just something that like I remember yeah like, happening that's interesting because that had would not have and does not intimidate me whatsoever. I would so start jumping shows. along with it. <laughs> yeah, you would. I, you would. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I, I put my head down and I say hi guys to anyone I know and I just keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Okay, so as an introvert, like, what made you get out of your comfort zone and go and try a college ministry in the first place? Because I feel like even like getting up 
and realizing sometimes for introverts, oh my gosh, I'm about to go do something where I don't know anyone, where this is new, where I'm not I'm gonna have to talk to people that I don't know, kind of thing is is intimidating. And so, what made you like get out and do it in, initially? I think I really knew the importance of finding a community in college of mm-hmm. other believers. And I had heard good things about our college ministry from a friend back at my home church when I was leaving high school and going to college. And so I think I partly wanted to check it out for the people that had told me, like, hey, this is a really good ministry to Mm. get plugged into. But also because I knew that the longer I put it off or if I didn't, that I probably wouldn't get involved. And I know how hard it is to stay strong in your faith and you don't have a community around you. Yeah. Like I just, I understood the importance of that enough to want to go. And it also really helped me to have someone going with me. So mm. to know that I was going with Maddie yeah, to go check out this new college ministry with all these new people, like just having someone by your side is so helpful. Yeah. So that's good. That made it less intimidating. And like, I like want to say as well, it made me as an extrovert feel more comforted yeah. by the fact that I, if all else fail, fails, not if all else fails, not like you were my second choice, but like <laughs> if my extrovertedness ran out, like mm-hmm. I have, have my introvert friend that would just love to sit and talk, you know? And so it's good to like pair up with someone. Like if you're, if you have a friend and you both want to explore and try and get involved in a church or a college ministry, like you don't have to do that alone. Like sometimes you are put in situations where you do have to do that, but like if you can find someone to do that with, then please go do that because it definitely did help the both of us do that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. I, so my freshman year, I had a lot of social anxiety, which led to me having more introverted tendencies than I do now. And I had a very similar experience of I held on to my freshman roommate and she kind of was the one driving us like, like the, the gas behind even getting there because I didn't want to go talk to people just because of the social anxiety I was experiencing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, being able to find someone that you're comfortable with, and I know that that's intimidating when you go into college, especially if you don't know anyone, mm-hmm. but just, like, even communicating that, like, to someone who you know has a faith and being like, hey, I'm introverted, I'm scared to do this, and I need someone who I at least know kind of, that, and I know that you have a faith, would you be open to coming with me and being my buddy in that way? So, yeah. yeah. And one thing that when I was a leader, I guess my second year being a leader, um, and I was only a leader for two years because I graduated, but I had a community of girls, and I would have a girl that would text me every single week and be like, hey, are you going to be there? I want someone to sit with. Because mm. she was yeah. also introverted. And so, like, that reminds me of that because it was great in that aspect, being an introverted leader, like, leading other introverts and knowing yeah, that they absolutely. could come, right. they knew they could come to me and they could sit with me and they could ask me if I was going to be there so that they were less scared to come in as well. Yeah, and so after every college gathering, we would meet in the gym and play games and all just hang out. And I think it's a super cool place to, like, make friendships. I mean, that's where all of us kind of became super close. But as an extrovert, I walk into the gym and I, the first thing that runs through my brain is how many people I can talk to, right? Or who do I need to see before they leave? Or I need to tell this person this, or I thought of this person today. And it honestly kind of feels like manic in my mind where I'm like, I have to like do all these things and talk to all these people. And I remember um, seeing Tina every single Tuesday night talking in the corner with one consistent person. And I would see her talking to other people, too. Like, she wasn't just, like, going in the corner and being, you know, 
I don't know, weird, I guess, but... <laughs> you, you mean you know, I wasn't just talking to one person, right. only focusing on them. Exactly, but I, like, saw that, and I thought that was so cool, and I wanted that, because I started realizing how unintentional my conversations were with 20 people, and how she had one intentional conversation, and how that, like, led into a great friendship, and so I just, yeah, there's a lot to learn from that, too, of, like, you don't kind of is FOMO like you don't have to be friends with everyone or um get coffee with every single person in your college ministry because it's it's not attainable to, yeah. for friendships that's a great segue into um you being on leadership as an introvert because I think that that's another big thing because you can cut getting to a college ministry as an introvert is one thing but then being a leader and and kind of your job being to go talk to new people and to reach people and to do outreach, you know, how, how that meshes with introverted tendencies. And so tell us a little bit about like what leadership looks like for introverts, what you noticed, what you kind of came to all of those things on your time on leadership. Yeah. A really big thing that I learned and honestly not as quickly as maybe I should have or could have is that your leadership is going to look a lot different than an extrovert. Mm. And that took me a while because I saw y'all as leaders and I wanted to talk to as many people as y'all and be as intentional as y'all because I thought like y'all just look like you were leading so well that that's how I had to lead too. Mm. But I realized that <laughs> that introverted leadership is very different. And so what I started doing was being consistent with a few people instead of trying to go and talk to a lot of people mm. because yeah. that really intimidated me and almost caused those anxious feelings sometimes that like you said made it so hard. And then made you feel more introverted at some point for you. Right, yeah. And so, like, I did go through a period where I would feel anxious going to, like, driving to our college ministry because I was like, I'm going to have to talk to all these people, and that's so hard for me. Mm. And I do think I went through a period of social anxiety as well, and so that was really hard to be a leader and be like, I have to talk to all these people, and then be standing there looking at these people that didn't have anyone to talk to and saying, I can't do this. Mm. So that was really hard for me. But I eventually learned, or I kind of maybe prayerfully learned, because it wasn't my undoing, right. that you can't compare yourself to other leaders. And so that's when I started talking to less people more intentionally. Mm. And so, like, you talked about at the in the gym after our college meetings um, on Tuesday nights that you would see me talking to one person very intentionally or a few people, and that's because... I just realized that like that's how I can lead. Mm. I sit down yeah. with one person and we talk about how is your life, how is your quiet time, like or and just talking about regular things as well. Like it doesn't yeah. have to be biblical, but building a friendship yeah. based off of like a biblical foundation and that just helped me so much because I could see that I was helping someone and pouring into somebody, but I wasn't like it was natural for me. Like I was using the gifts that God gave me instead of trying to be someone else that mm. I wasn't and so that was just like a big part of discovering what it was like for me yeah. to naturally lead instead of comparing myself because comparison really did take the joy out of leadership for a long time yeah and it, it almost took me a full year I don't feel like it was until my second year of leadership that I really felt like I knew what I was doing yeah, yeah. that's that's so important to talk about in leadership in general is that 
you have to learn how to lead. Like, there's a trial and error period of that. And so, for introverts and extroverts, you have to succeed and fail and see, you know, what, like, gifts the Lord has given you. And then learn how to use those to your, um, or for the glory of God. But Mm -hmm. I think what you mentioned about how you are consistent with a few instead of inconsistency with a ton is really important because that's something I've struggled with as an extroverted leader is I want to talk to everyone and Maddie talked about this too like I want to talk to everyone that it makes it hard to be intentional with everyone because I physically don't have the bandwidth to do that and so I like make my group really really big but that's incredibly hard to handle and and love and serve well and so I think it's really cool that as an introvert, something you found was actually something that we should be all doing. Yeah. Like. I vividly remember my sophomore year of college was also my first year of leadership. And I mean, I'm sure y'all remember this. I just like did too much with people. And I remember coming home and just feeling so dead inside and so burnt out and so just tired. And I realized that was taking away from my time with, my very intentional community which is my roommates taking away time with god most importantly and like making me miss out on spiritual disciplines that were more important than gaining people's approval and so i remember like tina probably seemed so peaceful in that time and i probably was like how is tina so peaceful and it's because she prioritized it with the lord's help correctly like she she took the people she was intentional with and ran with that instead of spreading herself thin. Yeah. That's so good. And it's so hard all in the same time. Yeah. Especially with college students who are just like, l- love the idea of busyness and find value in doing the, ma- the, the many, like the most things they can. I think something important to mention too is, I think oftentimes a lot of college ministry and churches in leadership positions or even like pastoral positions they see an extrovert and they see their confidence or they see their social skills and they are like yep that's who we want on our staff or that's who we want on our leadership team which is obviously awesome like there's definitely space for extroverts to be in college ministry and it's needed because we need people to be hype and wanting to talk to people and not being super tired over um, having many different conversations, but I think we miss out on the value that introverts can bring to college ministries because when we just have extroverts in spotlight, then it makes every other introvert seem like they can't be a leader because that's all they see. And that's kind of what Tina was saying with the discontentment because she would just look at us and be like, well, I guess I'm doing this wrong, you know? And so if you're an introvert and you feel like, your college ministry, like all you see is extroverts up there, talk to your pastor and express to him. And I guess that's hard as an introvert. I'm sure sure you can speak on like how you probably want to do that. What would you do? Let's, yeah, let's say that. What would you do if you just saw extroverts? How would you handle that? That's a really good question. And I think something that I honestly ended up doing was those people that I poured into, a lot of them were introverts. And then because they trusted me so much, I told them, hey, I can see you being a leader. Hmm. This is what leadership looked like for me. This is what it looks like in general. And I can see you doing well in that because I've seen how much you've grown. And then I actually had one of my close friends 
that I become close with pouring into her become a leader. And so mm-hmm. for me, the best way to do it is just like being the example and bringing people in with you. Yeah. There's not really like a good way of going out and saying, introverts, come join. Like right. that doesn't work. Yeah, well, that so also good. brings diversity as well. Cause like introverts and extroverts don't have to be separate. Yeah. yeah. And I also was going to say, I do think that if as an introvert, you do feel like, Hey, I want to go to my college pastor and say something or pastor, pastoral staff, whoever it is, and that's intimidating, you can take an expert with you. Like, I, if I really felt like I needed to talk to someone, I would have taken you with me because right. I would be like, oh, Maddie is an extrovert and she feels comfortable because uh, you work in the church. So, like, that's kind of a cheat code right there. But, yeah. you know, someone that can go with you, help you feel more confident, maybe say the things that you're, like, trying to say but are a little hard, but someone yeah. to go with you yeah. because – you don't have to always do it alone when yeah. it's scary. Yeah. So I also, sorry, quickly want to go back to um, what you were saying about how you, most of the people that you were leading were introverts. I did a quick little Google search, and according to like a Myers Briggs mass poll, test, yeah. yeah, test or whatever you want to call it, approximately 56% of the population has more introverted tendencies in the u.s and so if you're even talking about like representation and leadership like you are if you only have extroverts on your team you're not representing the personality and the tendencies and the way that people work 56 Mm, percent and and we talk about that with women too right Right, women on staff we want to have some women on staff to represent and and people of color and things like that as well um, but, but, you know, having people on staff who are able to represent what it looks like yeah. to lead people in maybe a more introverted way, I think is, is so necessary because there's a s- significant portion of people that seem to work that way, you know? Yeah. Did you ever feel like you needed to leave because you didn't feel like you belonged as an introvert? I don't think so. I do think that first year being a leader and having some social anxiety and comparing myself to other leaders that I didn't always feel like I was doing my job. Like Mm -hmm. I would go because we had that prayer room. I don't know if y'all ever talked about it, but we have a prayer room before all of our meetings, our college gatherings on Tuesday nights. And I would go in there and I would pray for boldness and I would say Mm. take away this fear help me to approach someone even if just one person tonight and sometimes Mm. I wouldn't do that and that made me feel like I must not be trusting God enough Mm. but I didn't feel like oh I have to leave leadership it was more of a I have to keep growing my faith trusting God like I I know I'm holding myself back because I know like you can do all things through Christ like that he can help me in this and then I was just letting my fear kind of overtake that um, which is hard, especially when it comes to something like anxiety or feelings of anxiety. So that was hard, but I was pushing myself to keep growing because I was yeah. committed to the ministry and to, I guess, being a leader to the extent that I had been poured into as a freshman. Hmm. Like being that leader that I had been poured into? <laughs> I being a leader that it, you've had in bef- previously. Yes, that's like... There's no good way to say that, but yeah. yes, I had leaders pour into me and I wanted to pour into others. That's so good. I just, I wasn't ready to give up. It was just 
how do I lead the way that I want to, kind of. Yeah. That's good. Something I that we don't have written down, but I'm just curious if you have kind of some insight or want to speak into this at all, is introverts and evangelism. That's, yeah. Um, and you don't have to, like, I don't, I don't, it doesn't have to be, like, this amazing response or anything, but what would you say, what was your experience as an introvert who was doing evangelism with our college ministry? Um, how was that difficult? Maybe how did you lead others in that difficulty? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the way that our college ministry does evangelism is, hey, we go out as a community and do it and you pair up with somebody, that was really helpful. Like, that's the way that they kind of, yeah, I way guess, do teach yeah. you to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps a lot that you're with somebody. And a lot of the times when I was a community leader, I would be with someone that was more scared than me to do it. So even though it's always a little scary to approach people... I would take the, okay, I'm going to be an example and a leader Mm -hmm. here. And so I'm going to go up to this person no matter how scary it is because I want this other person to know that it's okay to be scared, but this is something God calls us to do. Mm, That's good. Um, Something that I wish I'd been better at that I wanted, that I still should get better at, but that I wanted to do more of is to build relationships with people in like classes Mm. and then share the gospel. Yeah. Because... That's more comfortable as an introvert, I feel like. And yeah. probably for anybody. Yeah. But that was kind of unrealistic because some of the people that I really wanted to do that with, like once I got sick and then when I came back to class, that person had moved seats, but then we had assigned seats. Mm. And then I was sitting next to a friend that already knew God. And so yeah. nothing wrong with sitting next to your friends in class, but that opportunity was gone. Right. And I didn't know I was going to get sick. I didn't know. I would never talk to that person again. It just yeah. happened. And so when you have the mindset of, oh, I'll get to know this person slowly throughout the semester, and then maybe at the end or middle, maybe, of semester. But honestly, if we're being honest, like, end of semester, oh, time to share the gospel. Like, that's just how we would go in my mind. You have to realize that you don't know how much time you have ever mm. to share the gospel right. with somebody. Yeah. So you can't get too comfortable with that mindset. Yeah. So that's good. That is good. I remember that we went to a conference and they had a class called introverted evangelism or something along the lines of that. Something I remember from it is, and I think it might've been something you shared with me was that the guy leading it mentioned how a lot of introverts already have talking points or things that they're comfortable talking about kind of Mm -hmm. going into a conversation. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) I just never know. I walk into a conversation (laughs) and I'm like, uh, alligator on a shark and then everybody laughs, laughs and they eat like, it. yeah and it yeah. just like makes zero sense and like no thought head empty all the time yeah no so a lot of introverts already have things that they're like oh okay like if nothing else i can talk about this mm-hmm. kind of thing and so what he suggested was that when you are going into like evangelism settings that you create a new list of talking points and things that you feel comfortable talking about or transitions that you feel comfortable making that you can have with people um, Mm -hmm. because that's your natural tendency, just make it a little bit more spiritual kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so cool. Like I was like, wow, that's such a practical way for introverts to feel more comfortable evangelizing. That's so true. I honestly forgot about that. Yeah, that I just was, thought it was cool. I mean, that's a good reminder for extroverts, too, yeah. just in terms of, like, yeah. holding your tongue and not just saying what the first thing that pops in your mind. Just having some bullet point notes in my mind. Yeah, absolutely, because sometimes we'd be just all over the place. and <laughs> Just talking. Yeah, just talking. Um, just talking about all of this and kind of 
even going back in our back in the olden days and stuff but it just is making me realize how cool god is and how he intricately intricate what is it intricately okay how cool god is and how he intricately made us Mm -hmm. and praise god we all look different and we all process things differently and yeah i mean i just once again it's like i think of walking into a room and we all look the exact same and we're all doing these Pine Cove chants and I love Pine Cove, but like, yeah, like an introvert walking into Pine Cove is probably a nightmare for them. And so praise God that there's some people jumping and clapping. That's not even college ministry. What's a more realistic example? There's some people running around doing something yeah, goofy. running up to their friends. Yeah. And then there's some people sitting in the corner with a coffee and t- chatting to one person. Yeah. And that's beautiful. That's a picture of the gospel within itself of, like we are all made differently and how he uses our spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. so perfectly or he gave that to us so perfectly and gave our personalities a way as a way to disciple and evangelize to people yeah so i feel like yeah definitely i feel like that leads into like some scriptural encouragement and things that we kind of looked at so what are some maybe scriptural encouragements or things that you feel like tend to you as an introvert I mean, definitely Romans 12, like we're all Mm. parts of the body. And I feel like that's kind of the theme of what we've been hinting at throughout this and kind of what you were just saying, but like we're all different parts of the body that has to have different parts to function. And so we want the church and ministry and leadership to represent that. So extroverts and introverts, people of color, people... All the different types. Honestly, I don't yeah, even need to listen yeah. because it's, it's so clear. Many, yeah. But like, yeah. yeah, people that aren't always represented, and I don't think introverts is a, like a big problem, but it is someone that like an introvert might not look at leadership and say, hey, I want to be on it. But as a part of the body of Christ, like that is something that if you're called to do, no matter how scary it is, like you should do that. And so yeah, Romans 12 is just like talking about how important that is Mm. um and then also we were looking at got questions actually and what they said about introverts and the church and all that and i got questions sorry interrupt got questions is a great resource yeah you should check it it out this is not a sponsored ad but (laughs) we love got questions with our college ministry we use it quite frequently yeah but continue yeah and there was two scriptures on there that it that I really liked that it talked about. Um, And so a quote from the Got Questions About Introverts that I wrote down was, God created us with varying strengths and weaknesses and personality types. He can use anyone who submits to him, and he is often most glorified through our weakness. And that was referencing kind of 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Hmm. And then a verse that I wrote down was 1 Peter 4, 10 that says, As each has received a gift... Use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. And so introverts might have different gifts or skills than extroverts. And that's beautiful because then they use those gifts to glorify God in a way that someone else might not be able Mm. to. And so again, coming together as the whole body of Christ and serving the best they can. Yeah, Yeah, that makes me think of the verse and I'm going to butcher this. I know it's in Hebrews, maybe 10 or 12. But it's like, stir one up and... Stir one another up in love. and good deeds. And it's like, it never says, stir one up in love and good deeds by um, screaming in their face <laughs> saying, I miss you so much. 
or just grabbing a coffee. Like it's how the Lord has made you and how he has mm, like made that that's good. known in you, I guess. And so like I disciple a girl who looks same, same font, different type, wait, same type, different font, <laughs> yeah. same breed, I don't know. But like we are very similar, but I also disciple a, a girl who is, we're complete opposites. And yeah. it's so cool to be able to still like love them well, but it looks different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, this is awesome. Um, I love this conversation, and I think I learned so much as well, like, as an extrovert, because I am just, like, not prone to introvert, like, tendencies or anything like that. Um, I have, like, one question. I feel like a lot of ministries tend to miss and lose introverts um, in their ministries they because they're just not serving them well. And so... Like, what is something that college ministries can do better to serve, love, and just reach introverts? I think a good thing, besides getting introverts in leadership that can pull in other introverts, because yeah. we kind of talked about that, and that's kind of hard to do, especially if you don't have that, Right. Um, would be to find ways to be really intentional with people that are introverts, or more introverted, or more quiet, or tend to sit by themselves, Mm -hmm. leave maybe right after the service, but obviously are showing up every week and having a desire, like they have that clear desire to learn about God and to have a community of some sort, but are maybe scared. Mm -hmm. So if that looks like you as a leader sitting with that person when you can and then inviting them to maybe a small gathering at your house Mm -hmm. with people that you know kind of are similar to them, as well as other leaders, but, like, a way of, and that's just one example, but a way of, like, pulling these people in to finding a community that they can then feel like they belong more instead of maybe eventually, oh, I'll try a different church, or I didn't really get to know anyone in that church, and so maybe I'll take a break because I can just read the Bible at home or watch sermons at on my couch, you know, and, yeah. and feel like they're getting the same thing because if a big part of church is being with the body of Christ and having a community and you're not doing that because you're sitting alone because maybe you're scared or just whatever it is. But just finding a way to pull those people in and whatever it may be, I feel like that's the start. Yeah. If that answers that. And I think that's like how we fix the problem of trying to not let people fall in the cracks or trying to not let people just show up one time and then leave because Mm -hmm. no one talked to them is we kind of at Pine Cove, we did this thing where we would do anything that we were doing and put ministry behind it. So we would be riding golf carts and we'd be like, golf cart ministry. (laughs) But like, and so this is going to sound stupid, but like having your mindset when you walk into your college ministry and be like introvert ministry, who is sitting alone? Who is going to leave right after service? Who is going to be playing basketball by themselves? You know, and intentionally like setting your mind to that because I mean, it could be easy to, I mean, let that go, especially as an introvert, and you could just want to be in your shell the whole night, and mm-hmm. that's probably really easy, so, yeah. And yeah, I definitely agree with that. For me, my mind was find the person standing alone, or find the person that looks like maybe they're new and don't know anyone, mm-hmm. because I wanted to pull those people in, and so, in a way, a lot of those people probably were introverts, because I did see some people that, they were new, but they would walk up to someone and say, 
hi, like, I'm new, nice to meet you. Yeah. And not very often because it is intimidating to walk into yeah. a place full of college students. Um, a big room, honestly, which is what ours is, and it's usually loud. That's intimidating. So that's why I would seek out those people. And then normally yeah. we're new people and just, hi, nice to meet you. Like, if you want someone to sit with, I can sit with you. Just anything to make someone feel welcomed. And I know extroverted people that do that all the time as well. But it's just having that mindset of, hey, if someone's alone, I don't want them to feel like they didn't meet someone tonight or feel welcome in this church because we don't want people to fall through the cracks, like you said. So I also feel like it's so, like, extroverts can do that, yes. But for the people that are introverts or standing alone, the tone, like, many introverts have their voice that is just calm and, like, not chaotic and just, like, very, like, intentional and, like, oh, I'm going to be okay. Like, I just, like, most of the introverts that I know just have that tone and that ability to, like, come off so gently. And so I think it is really a key to just introverts in ministry is having introverts in leadership. And, and I mean, we see Jesus with his 12 disciples, and those were the people he invested in. And he's gentle and lowly and how people gravitated towards that. People didn't gravitate towards the loud person who's in your face. They gravitated. Also, he was Jesus. So that is a pool within itself. But (laughs) he was gentle and had a soft voice and he was calm and probably didn't scare them away like I do to most people (laughs) in our college ministry because I just get so excited. It's just, but then I have to like take a step back and be like, wow, I wonder if I've ever made someone not want to come back like uncomfortable like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, i don't want to think about that <laughs> and so praise god for introverts that's all i gotta say yeah praise god for extroverts too but yeah i mean it truly shows that like god makes us uniquely with intention and yeah, purpose absolutely and, and we see that in in being i mean even friends and seeing how we've gotten to minister to different people through our different gifts and yeah. through our different personalities and, and all of that and so yeah yeah well i we hope this was helpful to you if you're an introvert or an extrovert trying to like relate to an introvert as well i definitely feel like i have a better view on introverts as well but yeah that's so true just like the people being able to have the mindset that introverts and extroverts can be very different and if you have an introverted friend maybe just make sure that they're not standing alone in the corner sometimes yeah because that's good that is hard and it i know for me it was hard to even go up to y'all sometimes because i didn't want to feel like i was following y'all around yeah, and I was like, that's fair. As a leader, even, if yeah. I didn't have anyone to talk to, I was like, I don't, I'm just going to stand here because, which was fine. I was fine because I was a leader and I knew people, but just being aware of, hey, it's not the same for everyone. Some right. people aren't going to go up to someone. They need someone to come to them. And so it's just a little different for different people, but praise God. I feel like we always end with our podcast saying praise God <laughs> to some capacity, so... Praise God. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We don't want to make it seem like something that is ingenuine or just like habitual, but like it is like the reason we started saying it is because the small things have just shown us that God is good. And yeah. It's his, it's like his glory not ours. Yeah. yeah. So we are trying to be better about it. But yeah. also, it's true. So Well, anyway. thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah. TTYLXOX! <laughs> <laughs>